Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it's 100 Stories. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. I am here with David, Anthony, and Chloe. She's looking at me very awkwardly from under the table. She does not seem to enjoy my intro. She it's is like pure eye contact right now. Having a real hard time in this hot room, and so am I. You and me both, buddy. Hey, welcome to As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio. I am Tim Crisp. I'm here with my friend David Anthony. Sup? My friend and co-host. I'm I'm leaving behind the uh I'm Tim Crisp the host bit. Yeah, you can keep doing it. Bits are fun. It's uh, it's kind of like someone did kind of call me out on Twitter this week for doing the the motorcycle sounds bit, uh-huh. which like is a rumor about my shame is true, but it's more so me just I, I love that goof. I was just waiting for someone to say, "Hey, I love that you keep insisting you're the host, just like Bobby the Brain Heenan did on Primetime Wrestling when Gorilla Monsoon would introduce the show." That thing we all know, yeah. It never happened, so I'm just retiring the bit and thanking you for joining us on As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio. We would love to give a shout-out to our sponsor. Who's our sponsor, Tim? Asian Man Records. How cool is that? Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, you can head over to AsianManRecords.com or AsianManRecords.LimitedRun.com. And put anything in your cart, whatever you want. What what stuff is uh, drawing you in? Do you want do you want an Alkaline Trio record? Do you want an Exquisites record? Do you want a Sundials record? Hard do Girls, Hard Girls record, baby. Maria, grab yourself a Thousand Surfaces, one of the best melodic punk records. This in the past ten years. Yep. Um, and then when you're at checkout, type in the code as you were, all one word, all lowercase. You get 10% off that order. You could put 100 things in your cart. Well, maybe not 100 things. You could put $100 worth in your cart, and you get $10 off. That's a free record, baby. You could put 100 stories in your cart. He doesn't sell books. Either way, we're really excited to have Asian Man Records as a sponsor for this show. The coolest thing. Uh, We can talk about the uh, Asian Man Books division that he and I should just start. Mike, Mike and I will start that one up. Patreon is a way to support this show, patreon.com slash as you were. You can pledge money to help us keep the show going. If you pledge $5, you get some bonus content and you get a chance to vote in our Patreon exclusive polls. Last week, we had a real tight knit race to the finish bleeder was chosen as the song for last week mm-hmm. along with i lied my face off because they they both tied but yeah tight race uh we, we were figuring out how we wanted to make that call because we didn't want it to have too heavy of a hand we asked our friend tom who oddly enough responded picking bleeder after <laughs> we'd already recorded the episode but we flipped a coin and you got a bleeder episode it's long gets heavy thank you for sticking that one out uh, appreciate your time, but appreciate this week your time and support. This week it's going to be a little lighter. Uh, theoretically, I guess the song is not like a breezy John in the forest. 
It's 100 Stories off Good Morning, which we've discussed like discussed a lot of Good Morning songs at we this point, have, actually. And we've also discussed a lot of the first half of Good Morning, and this song sits comfortably at track number three yeah. on the first side. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about with this song is the fact that we kind of likened it to a quote that comes from the movie High Fidelity. Which I hate. And rightfully so, because you kind of watch it. I mean, you watch anything that's more than than five years old at this point, and you're just like, oh, that's a little problematic. But high fidelity is a, you know, it's kind of... Being an asshole is not like a redeeming quality in a person. I like the book. Okay. The book was pretty good. Um, it, it was a little bit a little bit too English, some of those references. Oi, wanka! <laughs> a lot of that. I just heard that the entire time I read it. Um, but one of the things that uh, John Cusack's character lays out in that movie is he kind of gives an, a, a guide to creating a good tape, a good mixtape. Mm-hmm. And he says you start out with a bang, and then you take it up a notch. A double bang for the second track but then track three is where you kind of settle down a little bit you don't want to you don't want to overshoot you don't want to make it just a game of taking bigger steps as you go you want to get you want to let the listener get comfortable and this song sort of functions very well in that way oh totally uh i said to you before we started recording and this was like a sleeper song for me for a long time like i never disliked it at any point i was never like oh like i wouldn't skip it but as we've talked about it's one of the best a sides of any alkaline trio release or record um and you know now that we're talking songs three through six will have been discussed like the first two are bangers Mm -hmm. unquestionably Tracks four and five, two of my favorite Alkaline Trio Absolutely. songs. Yeah, it, it was not like, oh, I dislike a hundred stories, but you know, it's 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 serving a purpose and it's, it's in easy the to overlook. Of it. Some heavy hitters, and yeah, it is. It it doesn't have. It's just not as sexy as all those tracks that are surrounding it. It's really not. And it took me seeing this band live around the time they started bringing back a lot of Good Morning material and like the 2008 to 2011 kind of time frame of going to see them where they would play like five or six songs from this record in a night. And they would always play like this, um, you know, if we never go uh, inside, Blue Carolina, like those started coming back and just being like, man, these songs like they're really fucking cool. That's kind of that's kind of a damn thing, right? It's yeah, totally. Like, you know, I remember talking to Mike Huguenor, um, funny enough that we mentioned Hard Girls, but Mike, the guitar player of Hard Girls, also played on the last Dan solo LP, which Party is produced adjacent. by Dan, uh, Jeff Rosenstock. And that's in the Asian Man Records store. Oh, yeah. And we kind of talked about the fact that... Mike was just like, Dan is such a good songwriter. He'll always get overlooked just because, you know, Skiba's kind of the face of things. And, you know, I think that that's a, that's a true fact is, is that Dan just kind of quietly does his thing and always functions really well within I, this band. Yeah, I mean, like, Matt's the home run hitter. Mm-hmm. But Dan's the guy who's getting on bass a lot. He's stealing bases. He's got a higher slugging percentage. But you just don't Willie think about Willie Mays him. Hayes. Yeah, you know, he's he's in that spot where, like, you don't really... It's easier to overlook his his what he does. And, like, looking at a song like this, like, it is kind of subtle. 
You know, yeah. there's a lot of cool, subtle moves in it, especially like in the pre-chorus and the chorus and just like the layers on this thing. You know, it's easy to kind of, I think, maybe have it pass by you. And I, you know, it's why I joked up top of like, oh, it's a lighter episode this week, but it's lyrically it's dark as anything matt does on this record it's super dark and i think that you know one of maybe the one of the greater qualities of dan too is his malleability and his just his propensity for writing songs that not only fit sonically within you know what's surrounding him but thematically this is a song mm-hmm. that that serves so many purposes, you know, in terms of the track listing and how the thing runs. But Good Morning is a dark record, and this is a dark ass <laughs> yeah, yeah. song. It really is. I mean, for years I didn't really realize it is about uh, it being about what it was. Like I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. It's interesting I, to me because I was I was locked in on this one pretty early on. And really? I think, well, I've told I've told the Good Morning story um, before, but had the true. demo, you know, went and listened to the demo with my friends. Nobody said anything except in between songs when we were like, "That's fucking awesome." I yeah, I re-listened to that demo today, and I was like, "Man, like even this one, then they fucking had it." Mm-hmm. And this one, I thought, like just like popped big it you know it makes an impression and then brings it down and dan's got a really really nice uh verse everything's quiet you got that organ underneath mm, them and yeah. i love the scene that he that he sets out a little bit it is it is a little dark but it's also just like all right we're just just follow along here mm-hmm. and i think that this song just has such a nice pace to it oh yeah it runs all the parts like kind of lead into each other it's just it's groovy it i mean it is very groovy i mean no one you... can tell if even if i fell 100 yes. stories straight down 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 just the way that that whole part just kind of just flows so nicely it's like damn this is a fucking well crafted little number oh yeah i mean and it it really draws a line back to you know dan's voice for years has been compared compared to that of like an elvis costello Mm -hmm. and i think this songwriting wise that part you just called out of the down 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 like that's such a like classic songwriter hallmark yeah and i think he's really good at bringing those types of things in but making it feel theirs you know like one of my big complaints of, you know, bands as they age, especially in the punk genre, is you just get more into, like, verse chorusy shit. Mm-hmm. And this song has a really defined pre-chorus. Yeah. It hits the chorus well, but it's got a real flow. It feels linear, even though it's hitting those parts, which is a really difficult thing to carve out. And I think with a, just with, like, how big everything is on this record, the fact that he's, you know, punctuating and he's putting such a memorable part in on a a pre-course that's really just led by the bass. Yeah. All muted guitars and just that bass, very simple four chords and just a really, really nice hook to it that falls into the chorus where it gets bigger again. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a really bass-driven song, and I kind of feel that about each of Dan's songs on this record, really, yeah. is, like, he's really driving it, but I, I want to give credit to Skiba on that, of, like, being able to kind of lay back. Mm-hmm. You know, he had done that in songs earlier. I think Crawl is a good example of, like, really being able to kind of... Can't wait till we talk about that song. Same. Um, but I think... He, 
this is the record where I really think Skiba excels as a rhythm guitar player. Because uh-huh. he's not writing crazy leads, but he's being really exceptionally tasteful about what he's putting and where he's putting it. Not so much on his songs, which clearly, like, he's the one writing them. They are going to be guitar-driven. Mm-hmm. But it's the most, like, on Dan's songs where you really feel his light touch yeah i mean you got like those arpeggios in the in the verse which are very very smart like Mm -hmm. the second and and the third verse um but you know if you're listening to what he's doing on the chorus it's a really nice like kind of active uh guitar part but it's it's not active in like the higher end it's just like kind of the movements that he's making uh on the lower end of things it up a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah i love to beef it and when someone's beefing it oh dude upward nothing better how about a few weeks ago when you and i went to go get uh sandwiches in between the (laughs) fucking uh yeah that's right patreon episode and and uh and the actual the feed episode that we did where I've been I've been eating a vegan diet for the past year and we came home from the sandwich shop and I got the wrong sandwich and it was nothing but thick ass Italian meat and I ate the fuck out of it and it was good. It's a great restaurant. Uh, if you're in Chicago, go to Tempesta Market. Um, but uh, let me tell you about my bowel movements for the 48 <laughs> hours after I ate that big ass meat sandwich. Welcome to Tim's Gut, the podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about anymore. I think we Skiba's really- guitar is fucking fantastic. And it's kind of, it is interesting because, you know, you talk about how you kind of missed something with this song mm-hmm. when you hear it. And it is pretty easy, I think, to miss with how big that chorus is compared to, you know, the verse in the pre-chorus where you can hear everything. The first line of this chorus is, I was getting bored with hurting myself. And it's kind of easy, I think, to not not hear that every time. Yeah, it's funny because there's that kind of phenomenon of like, in pop music, people not really knowing what a song is about. Like, mm-hmm. Semi-Charmed Life is an example people go to a lot of, like, oh, it's about doing meth and getting a blowjob. It's, it's actually, it's a, it's a continuation of Walk on the Wild Side. I don't know who that is. Um, I, I, I assume Wild Side is a good band. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a lot of examples of, of that type of thing. And I think this is it because the way he sings it is so, like joyful uh it just you know that i was getting bo- like i uh-huh. love that always and i always love that hook but i was just not really thinking about what i was coming out of my mouth as right. i was going along with i it. was getting bored with hurting myself which is a that is such a fucking good dark lyric Ooh, yeah well i mean we've talked about how dark good morning is but like to me that's almost like the realist fucking thing yeah through that first third yeah you know um i i would say continental and all in black hit the same things but like dan never i guess i like always forget how dark some of dan's songs were well we were talking about i lied my face off oh, last God. week and that is the fucking darkest song that this band like has ever done i mean tonally without question like that is an ugly song and i love it mm-hmm. and this is like him doing like the inverse of that you know it's it's the bell and sebastian formula of like i'm writing sad lyrics but it's like very peppy because uh-huh. there is on good morning on some of dan's songs there is almost like this acoustic vibe yeah them, you know definitely. and this one i think 
it, it clearly doesn't have that recorded on it, but with the organ, with that bass layer, you get a real vibe of like, this is him branching off and really like writing songs that could be on records that aren't in the punk spectrum. Absolutely. I think that, you know, Dan is probably the one who, as as time goes by, his craft is he surpasses Matt, I think, at a point. Where, you know, we've kind of talked about how Matt Matt does so well when it's the songs that are just, like, pouring out of him because they have to be. Yes. And I think Dan is the one that very early on kind of, like, w- looks into the crafting of, of a song and how to, how to yeah. communicate and how to communicate things differently. And this is a really good example of one where he's so effective doing things that are, you know very different from the rest of uh, the surrounding material. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, like like we've addressed several times, is like especially in the early period of this band, you're, it's an either-or thing. You're a Dan guy or you're a Mac guy. But I think as you get older, you know, I personally skewed more towards Dan as I've gotten older, subject matter-wise, what he's writing. But I think you really do need both. Like, it, I don't think this band has the same power. These records land as much if it's all one, you know? And I, I've always loved bands with two vocalists. And this is a record that I think just really shows how necessary they are to one another. Yeah. You know, they are necessary foils, as we talked about in the Emma episode. Matt wrote that song and gave it to Dan to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's We did this episode a while ago, but in the Blackbird episode, apparently Dan wrote the music to that song and then gave it to Matt to sing. You know? So, like, it is interesting when you see them hitting these moments of, like, oh, like, I'm able to write a song that's better suited for him because this is what I do in this band. Yeah. And that's that's what I think is really cool about them is that you don't see them really trying to be each other. They have their own thing, and it works well when they hit it together. Right, and I think that this is kind of the record, too, where you see you see Matt kind of, like, at his height, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe his height of like a different era than the Asian man stuff, but like the first half of, of Good Morning is probably the best thing that he does in in that like you know eight year span. I mean, yeah, as much as you know, goddamn, it's my favorite record of all right. time, but it's it, but, it's indisputable. But you know, he's at his height in a, in a different sense. And I think this is kind of like, this record is Dan's coming out party. And oh, it's, totally. And it's, it's a very different type of like, you know, Dan is in full stride, but it's a, di- it's a different type of full stride than Matt's. Exactly. You know, um, and, and it, we've talked about the strength of the A side. Like this record does have a great B side. We're obviously, we've not gotten any of the songs, but I'm excited to talk about them. But that's really like a Dan showcase. Like I think people, you know, Matt's side kind of ends at all on black and then begins again with blue on the face. Like he yeah. kind of closes it. But what happens in between, though, I like those songs that Matt writes, they feel to me comparatively minor to like a blue Carolina. Uh, Definitely. Never going side. Like, and this song really sets the stage for what he's going to do on the back half. And I, I really like him being able to kind of string together these songs where on the A side, you know, Dan is kind of slotting in. To what Matt's doing to offer a counterpoint, and I think the B side's completely the opposite. Yeah, and absolutely. it's cool to see Matt allow those songs to kind of function in that way, where they're like the jolts of energy that, and then you kind of come back down and groove, and then jolts of energy. You know, that's a cool choice to me. Yeah, and I think that um, Matt's vocal contribution 
on this song uh, is mm. so perfect. And let me tell you, I had that demo. It was months before the record came out. I would I would put that thing on in the car, and at the end of that song, I'm yelling, "So dream a good one tonight!" Oh yeah. So you're welcome, Matt, for the inspiration there. I don't know how you saw me driving in my Volvo 940, coming up with your vocal contributions on the final version. On yeah, yeah. I oh. mean, you know, Ghostwriter credits go a lot of ways. Um, what do you rate this song? I give this a solid four out of five. It's a four out of five song. If I ever heard a four out of five song. Look at us go. Um, yeah, fantastic production. I think that this is a uh, this is a track where they're really benefiting from having someone that's a little hands-on that's saying like, oh, you, you actually know it would work really good here. That's not going to do anything but add to this track. A little bit of organ. <sighs> yes. Let's dial in the guitar tone just for this arpeggiated part. It just sounds great. It's a groovy song it's it's got a, a number of very good hooks yeah i mean and speaking of good organs head over to timsgut.com you can hear all about tim's intestines and you know i i really think it, it relates to this because i've just decided it did. i'm back on, on on nuts and beans for my protein and boy are we having a good time again over at casa de crisp slash cook slash chloe slash lily um, hey, if you like what we're doing here, uh, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Go on over to AsianManRecords.com. Use that promo code as you were. Patreon. Patreon.com slash as you were. You can help us keep the show going, get some access to some good bonus content, some merchandise coming soon if you've been apart for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, more on that to come, and we will be back next week with another edition of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. I'll never do that again. Thanks, Bubba. You're a good one. Thanks, Scott. <laughs>